Hello, this is Justin trying to convince you, the loyal, important Cinema Club listener, to join our Patreon. We are aiming for 600 subscribers by episode 300, and we can't do it without your help. Especially if you're listening and you're not a Patreon subscriber. You miss 20-plus minutes of excellent content every week, like the clips that you're about to hear now. First off, we discussed the new Nicolas Cage movie. When they announced the unbearable weight of massive talent, Nick Cage playing himself, I went, ugh, God. Yeah, it looked to me like straight-to-video fodder. It looked like, you know that movie, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Killing Gunther? (laughs) Directed by everyone's favorite Saturday Night Live uh, star? Yeah, it looked like, I figured it would occupy that same slot on the Walmart shelf, you Mm. know? But then it played at a film festival and there was buzz, you know, about it, and... We should say Nick Cage, I don't remember where he was in his career when this movie was announced. Was he just in the like DTV Drek era? Because over the last three years, he's had a little bit of a, you know, pig comes out. People are like, oh, that's interesting. People really like him in Mandy. I think maybe Mandy had just come out. In fact, I know it had because they mentioned Mandy in the movie. But he was definitely still making 20 direct-to-video movies a year. Uh, definitely still a bit of a cast off pig hadn't brought him back to um, respectability i guess there have been a lot of trends that have been building for the last five years let's say to rehabilitate nicholas cage there was that whole era in the 2000s when he was making movies like bangkok dangerous and <laughs> sleepy nick cage uh who we can forget drive sure, angry drive angry people were getting a bit tired of him then and then there was 10 years where he's a bit of a joke oh he's making all these bad movies to pay for his taxes but then there's always been this cult of people saying no no no, you don't get it it's like he's he's making all this stuff and he's doing weird things he's doing strange choices he's not following the normal path that you're supposed to take when you're an oscar-winning actor he's following some weird muse and maybe both things are true and second we discussed Ambulance, the new Michael Bay movie, which gave us an opportunity to kind of return to the oeuvre of Michael Bay, who we had not discussed since whew, our earliest episode. Everyone's got ambulance fever. They can't <laughs> stop talking about it. They love it. It's blue. It's fast. Kids, whoa, whoops, I'm talking about Sonic 2, the hedgehog, <laughs> in theaters now, which crushed the ambulance at the box office. Even though I do have to say that every podcast I listen to keep bringing up how they just saw Ambulance and it was great. Okay, what a crazy new world we lived in. Because a couple of years ago, didn't everyone hate Michael Bay? Wasn't that the thing? Oh yeah, they hated Michael Bay. I mean, the guy who only made Transformers like, movies. Michael Bay was... Sort of the median consensus Onion AV Club Roger Ebert opinion about Michael Bay was that he was the death of cinema. Can you believe that Michael Bay's films are on the Criterion label? Yeah, that's because Michael Bay asked them to put them out. It's just like all the Netflix movies come to Criterion right now. So now here we are. Michael Bay is flopping. He's had a number of flops. The new one is maybe his biggest flop ever, and he's been kind of reclaimed. Many critics, certainly many people on my Twitter feed, are starting to starting to like him now. What if we called him, I don't know, a vulgar tourist or something like that? I feel like this conversation happened like 10 years ago. How are we back again? Yes, yes, I know. Cyclical nature of all these conversations. And now we're back to Michael there Bay. Was never, there's never any past on the internet. It's just uh, forever a present. And we even had on our Patreon a glorious return to the live from the food court after a movie discussion. And this time, it was a very special movie of Martin Campbell's Liam Neeson starring Memory. Oh yeah, we are back to the movie on the big screen. 
Folks, forgive the audio quality of this special episode. We're not recording with our usual setup. We're recording on Justin's phone because we are here on the scene. We are doing shoe leather reporting, or is it bootstrap reporting? I forget what the phrase is. Well, you went to journalism school. You should know this. I know. It was a while ago. But we're here at Young and Dundas, the heart of Toronto. We're in the food court just beneath the Young and Dundas Cineplex because we've been to see the new movie that everyone's talking about. We're just vibrating thinking about it. Yes, I know everybody knows, but we just saw Martin Campbell's Memory. And I I was like the Cinema Paradiso kid just looking (laughs) up at the screen. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Martin Campbell, who last directed Protégé, which we also did an episode on. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay, so I cannot emphasize this enough. Justin and I used to come to this theater pretty regularly, record these kind of ad hoc bonus episodes, uh, and and it's been over two years. I mean, we're we're back, baby. We're at the movies. <laughs> when we saw Protege, I think we joked afterwards that it would probably be the last—not even a joke, just seriously saying—the last film that Barn Campbell directed that played on the big screen. We were wrong. We were wrong. And finally, in our recent run of Patreon, we returned to the subject of Doris Wishman in honor of the new box set that was recently released by Something Weird Agfa, and it ended up turning into an extra-long Patreon episode that essentially was a second, more detailed episode on Doris Wishman. We're back, Doris Wishman again, and it's like. It's all new again, because I don't remember anything that we talked about the last time. (laughs) I had the same feeling. Uh, I I mean, yeah, genuinely cannot remember a single thing. And it's a little bit worrying because there's not that much documentation about Doris Wishman's films. So I feel like we may be going over some of the same material, even though that the films we're going to talk about. And I watched more than one. I basically did as much research as I would do for a normal episode. You never step in the same river twice because it's not the same river and you're not the same man. It's been... However many years since we did that Doris Wishman episode, probably close to five at this point. So I'm sure both Doris's work and us will have grown in interesting ways as we discuss her. Yeah, I can look at the different angles of Chesty Morgan in films like Deadly Weapons and Double Agent 73 that I watch for this. Uh, We are talking, though, about Doris Wishman again because there's a beautiful new Blu-ray collection, just a stunning collection that was just put out by the American Genre Film Archive. The first of many, as uh, Joseph Ziemba says on the commentary. He's like, I don't know what films are on this because we're working on all the box sets at once. Well, I, I definitely hope so because, I mean, Doris Wishman made a whole bunch of movies. I would say that it's... It's this phase of her career on the box set that she is probably, well, I don't know, there are a couple of the ones before this that are pretty well known, but this is the the run that is the most sustained, most famous run, I would say. This is the run that she did after the kind of sexploitation films she was making weren't in style anymore because hardcore came into play. And while she did direct two hardcore films later on in her career, it was a stream she did not want to step in that much so she decided to make films with gimmicks and that's what was going to make money and this is what the agfa collection the film of doris wishman the twilight years contains i love i just want to talk about the cover is so smart that it's just a picture of chesty morgan but you actually can't see her breasts in the photo like it knows what it's doing i love it because i mean look i'm a cinephile i know what chesty morgan's face looks like because i've seen that shot of her in the something weird video trailer that used to show on every single one of their DVDs. Like, I've seen it a million times, so uh, yeah, I'm just flooded with recognition and happiness just seeing her face. 
So if you're listening right now, probably means you're not a Patreon subscriber. So I implore you, please go to Patreon. Not only will you get the full discussions of everything that just came before, but you also get the entire back catalog, a really active and great Discord server where all the important cinema club fans come together. There's even a channel dedicated to Gold Ninja video news, updates, and secret tips you can only get there. If you're a fan and you're excited for a new episode to drop whenever it happens during the week, go to Patreon, become a subscriber. There's enough there to keep you busy for a while. Check it out, patreon.com slash The Important Cinema Club.